Greetings friends, this episode is brought to you by Rebecca Castles and the Rising Dawn series. Check it out on Amazon, werewolf romance, characters modelled off Henry Cavill, what more could you want in a book series? Now before we dive into this episode, we just want to let you know that what you're about to hear is an episode we recorded with our friends over at Technically A Conversation. We had so much fun recording with them, they are a fantastic podcast, please check them out. Like, subscribe, share, all that podcast jazz, links in the show notes. But now, without further ado, it's story time. Greetings, you're listening to Technically a Conversation, a podcast where we share an interesting topic or story with each other and hope you find it interesting as well. I'm one half of your host, Jose, and today... I have the pleasure of being joined by both Elena and Isela. How are you ladies doing today? Awesome. Es- especially great with some other people. That's right. Doing even more fantastic also because we're joined today by Jamie and Ryan from the podcast Stories, the true and the fictional. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Please tell us a little bit about your podcast. Oh, putting on the spot. Like, we had to talk about this, didn't we? Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, yeah, we, like, like you said, we have a podcast called Stories, the True and the Fictional. We, we started out much like you guys, sharing interesting topics, going through uh, articles and funny stories from the past, stuff like that. And then we kind of evolved into uh, um, interviews, interviewing authors. Mm-hmm. I, I'm an author myself. And kind of when I started writing, I was like, hey, there should be more platforms out there for people to share their work and stuff like that. Uh, and then after that, we evolved into just talking random pop culture stuff. We kind of like, well, stories covers everything and anything, so we kind of just free-for-all it now. Um, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a very interesting podcast. Every time that I listen to it, I always find myself laughing so <laughs> much at some of the crazy stuff you guys come up with. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, it's, yeah, uh, I've enjoyed it a lot. It's uh, mostly all just done on the spot. We, we get to like the recording day. I'm like, what are we talking about? I don't know. I just wing, wing it. And then it's like two hours <laughs> later. You know, I'm having to cut out all this stuff. And I'm, you know. <laughs> we, we always That's manage awesome. to weave in uh, references to Henry Cavill. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. a, he's a favorite of ours. Yeah. And um and Chris's obsession with um what what's that actress's name Jamie? Cat Cat Graham. Cat Graham, yeah. Our other pro- mm. our other t- team member Chris has an unhealthy obsession with Cat Graham, <laughs> as I would say. Um, you know, you might you might actually see him one day over there in the states being arrested by some federal police for stalking of Cat Graham. But until then, we'll keep using him on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, but no, yeah. I definitely heard that when you guys were talking about how the love babies would look between uh, <laughs> yeah. Cat Graham and Henry Cavill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then yeah, and Henry he, Cavill is my favorite Superman, so yeah, oh, I was yeah. on board with that. Oh, I love Henry without Cavill. A doubt. Without a doubt. It's such a shame that we, um, you know, we got a little bit of a tease of him coming back in Black Adam, and then he just <laughs> gone again, unfortunately. But, um, you know, we're going to get some good Henry Cavill Warhammer, so I'm still on board. Yeah, looking forward to that. I'm not familiar yeah. with that video game, but I'm looking forward to, you know, pretty much seeing anything that he does. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. The ladies too. We don't care what he does. <laughs> <laughs> he could just he could just stare at a camera and like talk about well, his groceries. I'm like, oh my god, that was riveting. 
the first time we talked True. about Henry Cavill and Crack Graham together, we were trying to think of uh, stories that hadn't been done before. Yeah. Like, there's only seven stories you can tell. And then Chris came up with this idea of them playing chess <laughs> in a room, you know? And it's just like, no, nothing's really happening. Like, no one wins, no one loses. It's just <laughs> endless chess. But it was, it was yeah. still the best thing I've read all moves. year. <laughs> <laughs> great well we're very grateful and very happy to have you on our show very thanks for having us very. thanks for having us i understand you all are going to share a story with us uh quite an unusual story oh yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i'm looking forward to it since you told me i've been looking forward to hearing <laughs> this story i haven't researched it or anything i know elena and isela are excited to hear about it also awesome. Oh, yeah. you haven't I've, I've only seen yeah. the art. I've only seen the art, <laughs> and I was already like, oh, no, I think I, I dove a little too much. Once I saw the cover <laughs> art, and the, I was like, what is happening? I have so many questions, so I'm excited that, about an actu- hearing actu- this. That's an actual portrait from a... No, it's not. Um, Well, before we dive into that quickly, I just wanted to... Because you guys have had your 100th episode, or you have recently. Yeah, yeah so congratulations. Yeah, just on, recently. I just want to say well congratulations done. on that. Thank you. Thank you. And and also, I just You're wanted welcome. to say, the last episode I listened to, I think you've put me off cornflakes for life. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Same. Same. That, that, yep. that, You're that, welcome. that was a bit, that was very scary for me too, because I've just come out of hospital and that's all I had for breakfast for two months was cornflakes. Oh, no. So yeah, thanks for that. I really appreciate oh, no. that. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Yeah. You're excellent. very welcome. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The question Didn't was, you see me enjoying did it? it do what was intended? <laughs> did it do what was intended and it lowered your libido in any way? <laughs> in the hospital, I'm sure it did. <laughs> oh, I love it. I've heard, I've heard Henry Cavill is the antidote to that, though, but I'm just saying. Uh, oh, that's not a problem. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Both sex <laughs> and different. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, Okay, now let's get the laughing going. We're going to tell you about a historical event that really happened in Australia about Mm -hmm. just under under 100 years ago, 1932, um, called the Mm -hmm. Great Emu War, where the Australian government declared war on emus and lost. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that actually happened. So we'll just we'll, we'll quickly run you run you through everything that happened and feel free to laugh anytime. You yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we have it. It is very surprising how many Australians don't know about this. Yeah, like they just don't. Know. Oh. Like the government's like, don't talk, about say... it. don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Weird. I thought yeah. you were gonna say it's it's amazing how many emus don't know about this. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 They they know about it and and you can you can read oh, more about do. it in my book Letters from the Emu World. <laughs> they which know is about it <laughs> and they cite it. Yes. Um, I, I so. love the pinup model of the emu yeah. emu pinup model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you guys head uh, over to stories underscore podcast, you can find all the artwork on on our page. Um, it's very funny. It was very funny, but um, I'll get to that li- a little bit later if we want to plug my book a bit more. But let's take you through the event. no, no for sure, and yeah. we'll also include a link to, to that in our show notes oh, as well. Awesome. Now to the topic at hand. Okay, so um, <laughs> this is this is just a quick overall of everything that happened. Um, so in 1932, a severe drought caused 20,000 emus to migrate toward the west coast of Australia in search of food and water. 
the land they stumbled into was given by the government to a large number of World War I veterans for the purpose of growing crops of wheat and barley. With the onset of the Great Depression, these farmers were encouraged to increase the size of their crops. Enter the emus. <laughs> they ravaged the crops, just, um, just, uh, just utterly destroyed these crops. Now, to give you an idea on the decimation, the average emu eats up to one and two pounds of food a day and drinks up to 18 litres of water a day. So multiply that by 20,000. Similar to my diet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, imagine 20,000 Jose's just... <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? uh, what? Wow. And, and what's your favourite food, Jose? Um, probably tacos. Okay. Well, just... I don't know if you all are familiar with tacos over there. In oh, Australia. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's right. like, I, I must admit, okay. it, is, it is my favourite food. My wife makes a, my my wife makes the most amazing tacos. It's not funny. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jose. I'm with you. So imagine awesome. twenty. Th- okay, let's go. Ten thousand Ryan's and ten thousand Jose's. They wander into yep. a taco field. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, yeah, bye bye. I'm imagining it now. <laughs> Maybe I'll put that. Oh, in you the can eat tacos. Book. That sounds like heaven. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the farmers relayed their concerns to the government and war was officially declared on the emus. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my and God. It, like, they wore medals and, you know, it's like a proper war. Mm-hmm. And um, the the poor guy that got Wait, put in charge of it all was... Uh, no, just kidding. Probably. No, I said the emus wore medals <laughs> yeah. or... They probably, have their, yeah, they probably sure. have their own ranking. I think they have their own <laughs> ranking system. I think, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, the, 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 high, the ones that fought in the war got higher breeding rights or something like that, so they could continue <laughs> to live. <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm picturing an emu looking like a Gaddafi with all these <laughs> medals on him. <laughs> <laughs> Giving some kind of like a, uh, a gladiator speech. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yes. Love it. So Major, Major GPW Meredith was put in charge um, uh, of, um, uh, of, you know, Killing the emus or trying to kill the emus. Um, so, Ryan, do you want to tell them about the attempt, first attempt? Oh yeah, the the uh, <laughs> this is where it starts to get really embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so, after some delay due to a fair bit of bad weather, um, uh, Major Meredith and a few of the men travelled to Campion with two Lewis machine guns. Um, the local settlers attempted to herd fifty emus into an ambush, but the emus broke off into smaller groups and the guns were ineffective due to range. So basically, these guys have got some of the biggest and best machine guns of the era, and they did nothing. They did absolutely nothing when it came to trying to wipe out the enemy, which are birds. Flightless birds. Um, So clearly the emus saw this coming, and they have arranged, you know, tactical manoeuvres. They probably... You know, started reading the. Yeah, you know, I think it was a bit early for Winston Churchill, or maybe right around that time. But you know, they started <laughs> researching their tactics, and and they were able to pass away from, like, pass along from those machine guns. Um, so so the Mer- Meredith then tried on November fourth. Uh, he established an ambush near a local dam because obviously, as we mentioned, the emus love their water, and uh, more than a thousand emus were spotted coming towards them. The gunners waited until their targets were in close proximity and opened fire, only to have their gun jammed after a dozen emus were killed. 
So now that e- now these emus have, as far as I'm concerned, Professor Xavier mental powers. They jammed the guns with their heads after a few of them went down. So not only are you fighting emus, emus, you're fighting telepathic emus now. So you know they're, they're doing they're doing pretty pretty impressive. I think we should. I think I'm a firm believer that this practice should be reinvigorated, and the emu should be outfitted for war. It should, if, if war should come again, if, if it should reach Australian shores again, and I think we, we've got a good battalion. But um, but yeah, Jamie, why don't you keep going with the with the keep attempt going. number one? Yeah. So by the fourth day of the campaign, army observers noted that each small group of emus had a leader. A six-foot black plum, uh, plumed bird that kept watch as the others went about ravaging. <laughs> and this is where it goes to the next level of hilariousness. At one point, Meredith went so far as to mount one of the guns on a truck. <laughs> and it was proven ineffective as the truck kept bouncing and it wasn't uh, able to match the speed of the emus and they couldn't get it, get any shots off. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um... How- how fast do, how these fast do they move? go? Yeah, that's exactly. They're fast. Or how how slow is that truck going? Well, if you're keeping track, that's now four failed attempts by the Australian <laughs> yeah. Army on flightless birds. Four failed there's attempts. There's no need like... for super super soldiers. Yeah. There's no need for super soldiers anymore. It's just get the emus. <laughs> yeah, for real. They should have brought Henry Cavill out so that way he could laser laser eye them all. <laughs> So after two and a half thousand rounds and only a small numbers of birds killed, the army withdrew. <laughs> the first, oh the first gosh. attempt was deemed a failure, and Major Meredith was, he was quoted to say, "If we had a military division with the bullet carrying capacity of these birds, it would face any army in the world. They can face machine guns with the invulnerability of tanks. They are like Zulus, who even dum dum bullets could not stop." Wow. That's a direct quote. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Yeah. And and we do want to stress that this is real. We're not making <laughs> this up. Yeah. It is actually real. This is because uh, when I first when I first met Jamie probably long, long many, many, many years ago and started hanging out and he explained me about this emu war. I'd never heard of it. I was one of those Australians who was oblivious <laughs> to the fact that we had super soldier birds back in the 1800s <laughs> and um, I couldn't believe it I said you're, there's no way you're making this up is this something you want to like a, something you want to you know pitch as a movie or TV show and then he actually showed me the factual documentation and uh, I could not believe it I was never more ashamed to be an Australian yeah. in my entire life once I found out about all this so. okay so there was yeah. a, there was a second attempt there was a second attempt yep <laughs> Because, as you can imagine, the emus kept destroying the crops and all that stuff, and the farmer yeah. said, please help us. So by the by November 12th, the Minister of Defence... Um, uh, yeah, he, he agreed to um, send more um, uh, soldiers to kill the birds, yeah. essentially. So this, wow. the second attempt began on November 13th, and... This time, the military found a small degree of success with roughly 40 emus killed. Uh, by the 2nd of December, the soldiers were killing about 100 a week. Uh, Meredith was recalled on December 10th. His report claimed that 986 kills with 9,860 rounds 
So that's a rate of exactly oh 10, 10 rounds per confirmed kill. Oh my wow. god, that's awful. Uh, so, the, so these guys, these birds were taking 10 bullets before they dropped. So yeah. they were very, I'm imagining like the Neo Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, essentially, you had, you had to headshot them. Yeah. Oh, and they're like this. So they're like zombies. Twerking, twerking around. Like, and they're tiny, they were yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Jose. They were doing Indian the zombies. Guns N' Roses, the Axel Rose. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where, I think, that's where I think the emu soldiers might fall victim now because back then, obviously, we didn't have video games. So we weren't, you know, we didn't have an <laughs> army of experts like myself who can headshot all the time. <laughs> See, now if the emus came back, they could just get some of people like myself out there and we'd be like, yeah, confirm, bang, 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 bang. But back in the 1800s, right. they didn't have those kind of experts. There was no <laughs> call of duty. There was no right. counter-strike or anything like that. There was like no that. training. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, but oh, there was no training back then. I had no idea how powerful these birds were. And I can imagine I mean, in can. the 1800s, the bullets were probably really expensive, also. Yeah. So it probably cost more in spent bullets than the crops that they were probably eating. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. See, that's 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 the that's the realization of government there. You know, they could probably just set up a reserve or something for the emus with some feed that probably would have cost less than this war altogether. But there you yeah. go. Yeah. Lure them out. Lure them out somewhere else. We, we are, at, at the risk of being hunted down by my own government, we, we are, our government's been pretty incompetent <laughs> since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I don't saying. Know. I, feel like you're, I feel like you all's government is way more competent than ours. <laughs> and you guys had the pandemic nailed pretty much like right away. Oh, we were yeah. so jealous. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, oh, it's, look, it's, it's, it's easy when you're an island. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's true. But um, oh, seriously, it's just, just I can, I still, as I said, I still, I've read Jamie's book a couple of times, and I've found out all the facts and and watched <laughs> documentaries on you. There's actually a really good documentary on YouTube about it as well. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but I watched it not long ago. But the fact that they spent so much money on this war when they could have easily just, you know, found an area what's not populated back there, you know, got all the emus in, set up a little bit of a, you know, feeding station. I think it would have cost a, a hell of a lot less than um, yeah. what the actual war cost itself. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, sure. So there was only two attempts, but let, let, let's let's talk about what was most effective, Ryan. <laughs> um, the army withdrew. The farmers kept asking for help. The government said no, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah. But then they in uh, they put out a bounty system. Yeah. Um, so basically, kill a bird, get some money. Um, and uh, I think it was 1934. Within a six-month period, 57,000 emus were killed. <laughs> yeah. So so that's when <gasps> that's when. Um... <laughs> When 1800 Pedro Pascal donned the, the mantle of the Mandalorian, <laughs> went out and, took, and said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some money on this bounty hunting thing," um, yeah. you know, and yeah, wow. Well, so, so yeah, the, the civilians did what the army couldn't. <laughs> uh, that that never happens. The civilians can do what the government can't. That never happens in the world. I swear. It's so funny to hear that, and you know, like that's the, that's the one time that that's actually happened. Uh, if you can hear the sarcasm in my voice, there, even in Australia, I can disagree with yeah. that statement. Yes. But, um, no, we can hear it. But yeah, no, it's it's very, yeah. it's a very, very interesting story, and I, and I do encourage you, and you know, 
I'm not just saying this because he's my best mate, but to to you know, if listeners, if you, if you're interested, pick up Jamie's book and he'll do the plug later. But it's a really good, it's a really good read, and it's got a lot of uh, you know pictures and and art that Jamie has requested design for the book. It's it's absolutely, it's such a good read, and you will be sitting there every chapter going, huh? But it actually did happen, <laughs> and it is it is it is a it is a historical event, and you know. It'll probably reduce your opinion of Australians a little bit, but hey, you know, if it, if, it, if, it, if it promotes Jamie as a good author, I'm happy with that. I'll take the hit. I'll take the hit. You know, if it's half as funny as you guys have been right now, then oh, it's yeah. definitely worth a read. Yeah. If, if it's yeah, only right. half as funny. So we will make sure to put a link in our show notes, um, and we'll also let you plug the book uh, towards the end of the show as well, so you can yeah. let everybody know where yep. they can find this book Sweet. as well. It's, it's just something that you it's don't hear of, you know what I mean? Like, it's something that you don't hear of very very often. And and that's why I think it's such an interesting topic. Um, as I said, there's documentaries on YouTube, Jamie's book, and I think there's a movie coming out, yep. you know, this year or next year or something um, oh, about wow. the actual Emu War, um, which I, Jamie knows a lot more about that than I yeah. do. But um, It's uh, John, yeah. John Cleese, Rob Snyder. Um, yeah. Someone called Monty Franklin. I think he's an Aussie that lives in New York. Um, oh, cool. So beside the emu uh, casualties, were there any casualties in the army? No, no. <laughs> I, I, only, uh, no? what do you call Dignity? Dignity was killed. Uh. Just the Dignity. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, Jamie. Their I've never pride. Asked yeah, I've never asked you this question. Did... Did uh, that major get demoted at all because he couldn't beat the emus? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. Um, okay. I think I think they if he did, they kind of scrubbed that from history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't blame oh, them. Uh, no, right. We don't talk about that anymore. There was there were some funny. Uh, it was really funny because there was uh, media from overseas saying they're killing the rare emu. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like you know, like all, all the save the animals. You know, there's there's twenty thousand yeah. of them. <laughs> It's just like yeah, they're so rare. Yeah. We're not down to the last and, five. And, yeah. and it, even though there was a bounty system, now there's like seven hundred thousand emus in Australia. It's like oh, oh my gosh, they bounced back. Quick. Yeah, they're pre- they're preparing oh, for the next war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're getting their numbers, and um, you know they they they're bringing it, bring it all. But you can't you can't go anywhere bush without seeing an emu to be honest with you and that's not just saying the australian thing of you know we have kangaroos in our backyards and stuff but it's like you can, emus are everywhere <laughs> jamie literally does have kangaroos because his backyard's a forest a national oh park God, so cool. he literally does have kangaroos in his backyard that's so cool oh, wow. so, you no, are the, awesome. the the australian stereotype made made human yes yes that's so cool well, we're the Mexican stereotypes because we literally have tacos in our backyard also. So. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds a lot more attractive than here. So next time, when I, I'm coming over, I'll come to your place and go to your backyard then. Yeah, yeah. Brian, Brian dreams of staring at the window and seeing a Taco Bell. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. yeah. We've only, we've oh, only no. just started getting Taco Bell here in Australia. I think we've got... Um, maybe 50 or something store they just popped up in the last couple of years so i'm finally <laughs> getting to enjoy um the taco bell you know obviously yeah. we you know we make our own here at home too but 
It's nice to actually know what the hype is about Taco Bell. I don't actually <laughs> mind it too much, but... Yeah, the Mexican pizza. Yeah, exactly. When it went away, everybody's hearts were kind of broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it's nice, to, it's nice to be able to sample the... Um, you know, we're getting more and more of the of the you know the the United States and 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 everywhere coming to Australia finally after many many years. So it's nice to, oh, cool. to sample the foods of the world. Very cool. Yeah. And then we, a lot of people like to think that um, Foster's is Australian yeah, for nah, beer, nah. as the slogan goes, <laughs> but it's not. I know. Nah. I'm like, no, don't be fooled. We're really not. Yeah, we, not. we seriously, we don't, we don't. I've, I've never had a. I, I was, I used to. Me and Jamie, not in the same, but we used to be in punk rock bands. So back when we were younger, we did oh, our fair. Cool. Jamie never did, but I did my fair share of drinking <laughs> when I was a lot younger. I've never had a Foster's in my life ever. Ever, even I would, I would rather drink, you know, a secondhand beer out of a shoe than drink a can of a brand new can of Foster's. Seriously, seriously, like it's just the most disgusting beer in the world. So, right, uh, yeah, dispelling all kinds of myths. Yes, here, I'll guys. definitely. Well, yeah, you, hear, you heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Yeah. yeah. If you're saying that's the most disgusting beer in the world. You haven't tried Bud Light yet. No, I haven't. I haven't oh, actually that, tried. I think oh, yeah. that takes the if, cake. I've had. Yeah, the, if you get the ch- if you get the chance, skip it, for yeah. sure. Well, I have tried Budweiser because sure. we do get that on the rare in the rare bottle shop over the very liquor shop over here. I have tried Budweiser. It's not bad, um, but um, yeah, never tried a Bud Light. So I'd have to. I'll keep an eye out. But if that can, <laughs> I, I might. We might have to have a competition. Do Bud it. Light versus. Fosters and see which one's the worst. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm pretty sure Fosters is much better. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hard to top Bud Light uh, when it comes to bad flavor. They're the king of bad flavor. Oh, okay. All right. Well, look, I might stay away from it then. Yeah. <laughs> On the rare. But, but if you gen- yeah. But if you gentlemen do come to the states, uh, I know that Isela and I have definitely sung the praises of Taco Bell in more than one episode. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. But there are much better tacos okay. than Taco oh my Bell. God, for sure. Much better yes. tacos. We don't have, and especially yeah. here because it's El Paso, Texas. It's really like it's almost like Mexico, but you get to keep your rights. You know, you have the. <laughs> yeah. It's really lovely. So, if you, it's like as close to being to Mexico, without you know the. The whole deadly warfare type yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Al- although we do, I, th- I think, probably have more mass shootings as a country in the U.S. than in Mexico. Mm. Well, I- I'll tell you one thing. You know how they're going to yeah. do the World Cup here in the yep. U- and one in North America? The European countries are telling the people that are coming over, it's fine if you go to Canada and it's fine if you go to Mexico. Don't go to the U.S. because <laughs> of all the racism and mass shootings. I'm serious. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm not lying. Wow. Yeah, look, I um awesome. my 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 lovely wife Stephanie, she um she is from Ireland, but she spent a lot of time in Canada, so she she has a bit of an American Canadian accent, and um she told me a whole bunch. This was back in the eighties, where when she was young and living in the U.S. But I just I hate to say it, like I I've done a lot of traveling in terms of Australia around here and uh, like New Zealand and um you know the islands that we have around here, but. I, I always wanted to, because I'm a big, I'm a massive, massive, massive comic book nerd. So I always wanted to go to 
to Comic Con in NYC or <laughs> I, I've heard stories. Jamie did advise me. Uh, yeah, I've always wanted to go to Comic Con um, in San Diego or even New York now in the Jarvis Center. But um, yeah, yeah, just uh, I, I suffer from really bad anxiety, and um, mm. I just don't know if I could do it. To be honest with you, like with with everything that happens and and you know, I just. It's, it's well, honestly, California and New York would be fine because yeah. they're they're pretty liberal states. Okay. You know, when you start going to m the more conservative states, that's where you have to be a little, okay, a little bit more cautious. But California and New York, they're very liberal. Okay. Um, so you probably don't have anything to worry there. Oh. Yeah. Well. And San Diego has good tacos there too. So. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're right near the border too. Uh, yeah. where, Tijuana, where Tijuana is. Yep. So they get like all the great food, oh, nice. cooks and everything, you know, are, are in that area. Uh, and I do, I do love my Coronas as well. So I definitely, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that another stereotype like, or is that like true? Summer. Is that, that like a, a, a big bee down Oh, in it's the... huge out here. Oh, good. It's huge out here for sure. Yeah. It's like happy hour. It's like dollar Coronas. Mm -hmm. It's just like really cheap. I mean, yeah. they go down, you know, well during the summer. They're so refreshing. Yeah, that's Elena's yeah. husband's uh, favorite. Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah I was going to say it's I'll my husband's favorite beer. Well, if we ever do make it out for Comic-Con, I will definitely have to put in a trip down to, to your, your neck of the woods for sure. Yeah. If yeah, you, if you make it over for Comic-Con, I, I will. Diego. No, just kidding. Yes. <laughs> if you make it down for yeah. Comic-Con, we will join you guys. Oh, good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely. my dream. That's a bucket list thing for me is to go to Comic-Con. I don't care if it's San Diego or New York, either one of the two. I want to go before I leave this world. So definitely, <laughs> we'll keep in touch and hopefully it won't be too far away for sure. Sweet. Yay. Yeah, and for sure. Awesome. I'm, I'm going to the... There's one uh, in Albuquerque. Oh, okay. oh, oh I'm sorry, uh, Jamie. Oh, no, go I know. I was ahead. just saying I'm going to the, the weaker version mm -hmm. here in Australia next next weekend. Yep. Called, it's, called, it's called Supernova. Um but it's oh, nice. yeah, the lines are shorter, and you know they'd, they'd be much shorter. Oh really? Oh um, wow! But uh, Jim Cummings is coming. If you know Jim Cummings, who voices Winnie the Pooh and uh, oh my God, Tyler cool. Tyler Hoechlin, the Tyler Hoechlin Sup from yep. Superman, Superman and Lois. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Me, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm very jealous. Out. If I hadn't if I hadn't just come out of hospital, I'd be going with them. But I said to Jamie, I said I want you. to... Uh, I'll give you money. You get me Tyler Hoechlin, a nice picture of Tyler Hoechlin with a nice blurb Aww. on there. He's one of my favorite actors. I used to watch Aww. him in Teen Wolf, and then uh, when he became Superman <laughs> from um, you know in that universe, I just I reckon Superman and Lois is one of the best DC shows on at the moment. So yeah, so good, bar none. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I love it. I I never know that's the way that you pronounce his last name. I always just call him Tyler Hecklin. But oh, look, sure I'm probably saying it wrong. It. I'm probably saying like, it wrong. I mispronounce people's <laughs> names all the time. And and, and the <laughs> thing we discovered um, recently is we watched Air with... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. want to see that. The ben and and, and yeah. we, we yeah. realized as Australians, countrywide, we've been pronouncing Adidas wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I heard you guys talk it? about that on, on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. We say, we we say it was the latest one, right? <laughs> yeah. We say yeah, Adidas. We say Adidas. <laughs> Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. Well, it's Adidas. a it's German, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, and yeah. and I felt even worse <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge metal fan, and I grew up on 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 the band Corn, and they had that song <laughs> Adidas, and I used to say, and even though they would sing it, 
I still would call it Adidas, not Adidas. And so I feel even doubly because they say in that movie, which is a great movie, they say Adidas about 150,000 times. So it's now drilled into our heads. And, you know, we, we, it's just, it's very interesting to find out the different ways because no one teaches you how to say words when you're young and you just keep saying them and saying them and saying them. Um, you know, like uh, like with Henry Cavill, I say Cavill, but apparently it's Cavill. But I just I I still haven't changed the way that I say it. I just say it's Henry Cavill. I've always heard Henry Cavill. Yeah, and then I, I get I, I get corrected all the time. Awesome. So I'm like, no, okay, well, wow. Until but, he yeah, corrects you. Yeah, until he comes to my house and corrects right. me. Um, but yeah, it's just it's, it's, it was just such a such a crazy thing because Jamie watched it and I was actually starting to watch it after he'd finished that movie, and um, he mentioned something in our group chat and then I was watching it. And I thought, oh wow, there you go. It's just crazy. And then we we ended up doing an author interview with a, a gentleman from the states last week, and I think we spent about half an hour just talking about mispronunciations of words. <laughs> I thought it was a it turned from an author interview to the literary podcast or something like that. So. Crazy. I, I I heard you guys on one of your podcasts and you guys were saying how you hate when Americans and I I've heard this yeah. too when when we say uh, we say Aussie yeah yeah, yeah 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 but it's really pronounced almost like with it's like it's like it's right. like Aussie Osborne that's how we say it so yeah, yeah. that's the that's the example we used um Aussie. when we did that interview uh, because yeah I because I'm a I'm a massive wrestling fan right so. I watch a oh lot of gosh, professional you're wrestling. You're like Jose yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. You're the Jose, you're like, the Jose you're in Australia. Down under. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. You now have your, your doppelganger. You, you grow a much better beard than I do, though. I, I grew this while I was in hospital, but your beard is much more nice, and I need to work on that. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 because there's a lot more Australians coming up through the ranks in, in wrestling at the moment, I, I hate when the commentators are like the Aussie, 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 and I'm like, I want to throw something at the TV. But um, yeah, it's just wow, we're correct. And Americans are supposed to be the violent ones. <laughs> oh no, I'm kidding. Oh no, no go back no. to colonial Australia. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, I'm trying to correct the world. Like one person at a time. So Yeah, or, one one word at exactly. a time. Exactly. <laughs> I just say people think okay. think think the god of metal, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne. That's how we say it. Ozzy. Yeah. So there Perfect. you go. <laughs> now it's locked in. No. Yeah. Going back to mispronunciations <laughs> and and the metal. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff Tate from Queensryche. Uh no, I'm not actually. Not Okay, well, they do have a, a great album called Operation Mindcrime. Okay. I recommend that you check it out. Yeah. It's kind of like um, a concept album. It's it's metal, but it's really progressive. It, it's okay. really cool. But the way that he spells his name is G-E-O-F-F. So I always grew up calling him Geoff Tate. <laughs> yes. I've been, I've been, <laughs> yeah, I've been corrected a million times. <laughs> it's not Jeff. It's not Geoff Tate. It's yeah, Jeff. Jeff Tate. But again, oh, wow. I can't, I can't stop pronouncing it yeah. G and, and do you know, do you know what's funny, Jose? Ninety percent of the Jeffs that are in Australia spell it that way. So if I saw it, I would have seen us oh, Jeff. Like we hardly have anyone spell it J E double F. A lot of people in Australia spell it G E O double F. 
So that's that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, there you go. So that's funny. That's, that's it. If, if I, I ever I, see I, someone who spells it J E F F, I'm going to call him Jif. Jif. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jif. Oh, but they, it's it's Jif. just cra- like I find it so interesting. On you know, you could grow up one way saying a word, and then meet one person, and then they say it a completely different word. Because if you actually say the words as this, as it looks, half the time it doesn't even make sense. You know, sound <laughs> yeah. like what it looks like. Right. Yeah. It's insane. There's, yeah. a, there's a guy on Instagram that I follow. He does he does that a lot. He goes over different words and, and sounds and stuff like that. And it's just, it maybe it's my old. I'm getting older, but I kind of get interested by that kind of stuff. Um, yes. Yeah. It's just. It's just. I- yeah. I remember uh, teaching my mom English mm-hmm. and when we were going through like those weird silent letters of like the K and knife and stuff yep. like that. She's like, well, then why is it there? <laughs> like, I don't know. What to th- I was really young, too. So I was like, I don't know. This is just what my teacher yeah. told me. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the, the pronunciation uh, part was like always funny because she would. It, when she would say the word like like a sheet of paper mm-hmm. with like S H double E T, it sounded like she was saying shit, <laughs> like shit of paper. <laughs> and then one of my friends, she had we were walking out of school together, and um, this was second grade, and her mom was named Peggy, but and unfortunately, you know, she was overweight, the mom, and my mom would always, it sounded like she was calling her Piggy. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, it was so sad. And my mom was like, oh, she's so nice. And she's like, why doesn't she talk to me anymore? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then my friend, I was like, God, why doesn't she talk to me anymore? My friend. (laughs) But yeah, I can can understand that. Like you can understand why people who don't grow up with English as a first language have so mm-hmm. much trouble struggling with it because half of our words don't make yeah. sense. You know what <laughs> yes, I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a hard language. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And you don't think about that because, <laughs> you know, people like myself and like, I grew up with English as a first language because my background is English and Scottish. So, you know, there's okay. even though Scot- Scottish sometimes is hard to understand, they do, I swear, still speak English. Um, but it's just, <laughs> you know, coming from that background... And then I can, um, because Australia is a very multicultural country, we have a lot of different yeah. um, people that immigrate over here, like from, from New Zealand, from India, from Philippines, Tasmania. from Vietnam, from everywhere. Yeah, Tasmania. Yeah, Tasmania. <laughs> they're, they're, a, they're a weird bunch, that Tasmanian group. But, um, but yeah, I can understand why they have so much trouble because uh, I really feel for yeah. them because I don't even understand some of the words in the English language and how, and why they're spelt the way that they're spelt and they sound the way that they sound. It's insane. Yeah. But yeah, um, 100%. I've just turned your podcast into the literary podcast, so I apologise for that. <laughs> <laughs> One podcast at a time. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, we always love to go on tangents. Yeah. And before yeah. we go on the next tangent, yep. let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll go ahead and... and Go on some more tangents and we'll talk about some of the stories that Elena and Isela and I prepared. And we're back. We're back. Well, did everybody have a good break? Did uh, 
you all decide what nec- what podcast we're going to go into next. <laughs> We've already done the literary, the English podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh. well, at, at the at the end, we can have a Q and A. Um. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, what you, what you, I wish, I wish we did do video for, um, for our mind, Jamie and Chris's interviews. Because sometimes me and Chris will start talking about wrestling. Jamie will literally pick up a book and start reading it because he knows nothing about wrestling. And me and Chris will go off on our tangents and predictions and stuff like that. And, J- and you'll literally see Jamie reading a book. He's like, yeah. 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 no interest whatsoever. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. unless it's unless it's Randy Savage, I don't know. Yeah, and the only reason <laughs> and the only reason he knows the Macho Man is because he was in Spider Man as Bone Sword. That's the only reason Jamie knows the Macho Man, Randy Savage. So, yeah, he had flair. He had oh, flair okay, for sure. But um, Bone Saw is ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the eyes got big too. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, we, we don't we don't really have. We, I think our whole whole structure is based on tangents. You know, Jamie will say yeah. a word, and then we'll if we really if we're really struggling for something to talk about, we'll just say we'll just say Star Wars to Chris, and he'll just melt, and and then we'll have like a seven hour podcast of Chris and what's wrong with the latest Star Wars movies. So that's all we need to do. Yeah. That's so fun. All right, uh, story yeah, we're, time. We're definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I think ladies should go first. Uh-huh. So, um, Isela or Elena, who <laughs> would like to go first? Huh? <laughs> oh, Sapo. I said Sapo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sapo is like Spanish for like, not it. Oh, okay. So not it's it. something yeah. like, <laughs> it's something that like when you ever play tag, it like, yeah. like, all right, who's, who's that? And everybody, Sapo, Sapo. <laughs> but apparently, like, to like the boomers, it's considered rude to say that. Oh, really? So we oh. would always get in trouble. Yeah, I, I never found out why it was considered rude. But whenever we would play and everybody, Safo, Safo. It's like, oh, don't say that. I said not to say that word. Yeah. I don't know why the oh, boomers wow. consider it um, vulgar hmm. or, or offensive. How do they but. feel about Stephen King's book? Um, uh, which one? Because uh, <laughs> depending. <There's a> bunch. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow, Jamie. Wow. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, I would say that's a great dad joke, but you're not even a dad, so I don't understand how that <laughs> come out. Oh. I'm an uncle. Wow. It's close. You're enough. an uncle. Fair, fair call. Fair call. Oh. uncle is a fun title, though. You get to write. You get to. Oh, rile I have manipulated my niece and nephew and so much. And late. Oh, he does. He does. <laughs> so much. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to go first, Elena, or what do you want to? Softball. all right cool i guess it's me guys okay so let's think back tell me all i I want everybody to answer think about a time where something great actually came out of a bad situation go who wants to go first ryan well during covid i lost my job and then within (laughs) Uh, what was it, a couple of months? or No, I'd say three months. I re- self-published my own book and then I got approached by a publisher. Um, so if I didn't lose my job, I never would have had time to finish that job and I never would have got a book come out. That. Oh my God, that's so awesome. And congratulations on that. Congratulations. That's so cool. 
That's yeah. an excellent, excellent thing to happen. Yeah. And Ryan, how about you? Oh, look, mine's got to be a little bit more serious than that. And I apologize. It, it, it's just recently happened. Um, I ended up, uh, I mentioned I was in hospital for a couple of months. I actually had my foot amputated um, due to a bad oh. infection. I'm all good. No, no, no need for sadness or anything. Okay. But what I'm saying, what came, what actually came out of it is um, my wife, Stephanie, she suffers from agoraphobia. So if for those of you who don't know what that is, that's when you don't, you've got a fear of leaving your house. So because she had uh, oh. she had a few mental health issues and and didn't leave the house for about a year, so she, it actually because I was in hospital I was rushed to hospital from the house and I was in hospital for two months uh, or, or eight weeks or six weeks sorry um she, it forced her to get out and get she doesn't drive so she got on the train she went came and visited me and the hospital I was at was about half an hour from where I live so she had to walk oh, wow. get a bus get a train. Um, and then she came up a couple of times a week, every week. Um, wow. and it actually motivated her and she started, you know, dealing, cause I used to just deal with all the bills cause she used to get anxiety. So she started dealing with that and speaking to, um, you know, like our real estate and all that explaining situations. So yeah, it, it, um, it was really good for her. So it was, it was, it happened to me, but it helped her and now you know we go out every couple of days because i've got to go to appointments and stuff and all that kind of mm -hmm. thing whereas she wouldn't do that before so that yeah that's yeah that's really awesome well yeah to be honest with that you it's the best awesome. thing it, and I, I you know as much as i hated losing the foot it's the best thing that could have happened because it made her more right. independent and you know doing yeah. all that so yeah that's my story yeah, yeah. oh wow that's, that's cool. really awesome that's wow awesome how about you mm -hmm. elena or jose I think my situations are a little bit more personal. I don't know if I have anything that's not <laughs> something that I might be able to share. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Jose? No, I feel like uh, you, Ryan, and Jamie are much better co-hosts than I am. Because whenever Isela <laughs> asks me these type of questions, it's like, uh, tell me about a time that this happened. Like, I literally repress everything, everything <laughs> bad that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I repress yeah. it. So I'm like, oh, hold on, I need to think about it. So we spent like about half an hour <laughs> me trying to think of something <laughs> for, for one of our examples. But but you know what, right now that you brought up uh, lockdown or, or, or COVID, Jamie, um, I think this podcast uh, was a result of COVID. Okay. So had COVID and lockdown not happened, this podcast would have never happened. We've met so many great people because of this podcast, mm. including both of you gentlemen. And had it not been for, for lockdown and, you know, being stuck at home, not, you know, not having anything to do, yeah. this podcast but would have never happened. There you go. Yeah, this is very true. Yeah. And uh, that, that's, yeah, yeah, I was that's one good thing that came out of COVID. I think we started about the, the same time or maybe just before. I mean, we've done, me and Jamie had done other things before this, but I think that's when, you know, it was, it started, it not started, but it's like an excuse to talk with your friends but you can't be there in person yeah you know mm -hmm. jamie lives yeah. 40 45 50 minutes away from me and I, we weren't allowed to go five kilometers past our house so it was mm. just a way yeah i think that's a brilliant one jose because you're, you're right exactly it forces you to unlock the creativeness within you because mm. you can't go out to the movies you can't go out and and grab a beer with your friends you can't go out for dinner you can't do all these things and you've got all this time and you can't go to work you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you get to us. Well, yeah, I had to yeah. go to work. Yeah, and and yeah, I yeah, had yeah. to. 
Oh, did you? Well, but oh. it did force me. Yeah, I had to go to work. There, there was no way that I could work from home. But it did make me, or allow me to make a lot of like home improvements. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was good. And I started cool. baking a lot. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. Oh. There you go. There, that's there a not is. so personal. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was, I was kind of like thinking. Maybe somebody here had like too much coffee, perhaps, and then the diarrhea was oh, actually welcome because now like the pants fit better. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. But in the end, right? Pardon the pun. Obviously, things were better. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for sharing. So today, I just wanted to share a story about how a man's life had completely changed in the most bizarre way. And since we're sharing it with stories, um, I, I want—I always want to start a story like that with like, once upon a time, <laughs> <Do it. laughs> there lived this man. <laughs> so his name is Derek Amato. He's still alive to my knowledge. Um, and here's the quick and dirty on Derek. He's from Denver. Um, you know, kind of described himself as like this regular person, you know, regular Joe Schmo. And during high school, you know, he was a jock. He played football, baseball, basketball, all the typical American uh, sports, I guess. <laughs> Probably dated around a lot. Well, in 2006, Derek was visiting some family and some friends in South Dakota. And there was a swimming pool party. And, you know, all his friends were there. Most likely all the 2006 hits were on, right? The Crazy Song by Gnarls Barkley. Right, and uh, the Snow Patrol song, oh, what was it? Um, uh, I don't remember the name of the song Ch now Chasing anymore. Cars, Shoot, the one Chasing the Cars, was it? Chasing Cars? Chasing yes, thank you. Also bad all. grammar. <laughs> yeah, I love that song, but I remember the opening line and the bad grammar. Yeah. If I lay here, I'm like, lie here, <laughs> lie. I'm digressing, I apologize. Maybe he's singing, <laughs> maybe he's singing songs to chickens. <laughs> That's very true. I didn't think about that. Now it's changing the whole context of this. <laughs> or maybe even emus. <laughs> oh, oh my. Very true. I like the throwback. Way to tie it back. I like the callback. Yes. I like the callback. Yeah. <laughs> well, at this swimming pool party, he told one of his friends, all right, throw the ball at me. I'm going to catch it in the air while I land in the pool. Right. It's kind of like, it's going to look so cool. I'm sure he did. So anyway, he throws the ball, he catches it, but he miscalculated where he landed in the pool and he actually landed on the shallow end. So he hit the side of his head. Exactly. He was rushed to the hospital, of course, and he was informed he had a massive con concussion. He essentially slept for like five days. He woke up feeling fine and normal. And before he was going back to Denver, because he was still in South Dakota, he was hanging out with one of his buddies, and he just kept staring at his friends. He had one of those little tiny Casio keyboards, mm -hmm. which he doesn't play. Like, he said he could barely bang out, like, chopsticks, <laughs> right? The little mm -hmm. song from Big. <laughs> <laughs> and he asked his friend, hey, can I, can I play with your keyboard? And he says, sure. And out of nowhere, it's called acquired savant syndrome or something like that and he just started playing he said it was like beethoven had somehow like channeled inside of him or whatever and he just starts playing this like classical music insanely good and his friend was like 
when the hell did you learn how to play that? And he's like, I didn't. I don't know where it came from. And he still says that he's tried to learn how to play piano. At, well, rather, like, learn how to read music, rather. And he says he is. It's really confusing. All he sees in his head, it's almost like a synesthesia mm. where he sees like these blocks and these oh, squares wow. and that's what he tries to play. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Jose, I'll let you decide if you actually want to play the audio. Before, you know, hopefully we don't get sued. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little clip of him playing because it was on a NPR. It was like Hidden Brain or something. But let's see. Oh, no. It went away. If you have a, I'm so sorry. If you have the yeah. clip, you can send it to me, and I can play it from my end. I don't have the clip because I didn't think you would want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, hold on. Oh what, no! When has I the did. risk of us getting sued ever stopped me from playing something? <laughs> 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 that is very uh, true. I say that all the time. There you go. <laughs> this is very true. You really are that my, you really are my counterpart from the other side of the world, man. I say that <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Literally every episode, we're going to get sued for this, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we, we usually ask but, very kindly, please, uh, BBC, don't sue us. <laughs> we I know. Play yeah. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you... We're begging and pleading. We're like, wait, I'm no. pretty sure you get a, um, a warning before they sue you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, good. Take that down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, our biggest thing Here's is that we're tiny... putting our podcast on, on YouTube. So I was like, okay, yeah. I don't think we're going to be able to play any. But you know what? It's actually ruining our numbers for our other videos. We're just going to stop putting it on YouTube. Cause it's so technically, this is not a song. Because it's not like he put it out on yeah. Spotify. And, but I don't what, know if that's what's the song he's playing, though? Because if, if the person who created the song is dead for like 50 years or something, then it's free, free, use or free ball. Yeah. yeah, public domain. Yeah, I don't... I think he was just kind of playing around. It's not even like a song that he copied. That's okay. I'm not going to put it on YouTube. Even so better. Feel free to play right? it. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to play a little snippet so you know what he what he sounds like. Oh, what the hell? I don't. Oh wait, sorry. There. And I just started to kind oh. of chord this. Sorry. And she was looking at me like, whoa. <laughs> oh God. When did this trend? <laughs> You're telling me it's oh. I'm assuming that you. I, I think. I'm so upset that I I lost the link anyway, or that I lost the little part where he was playing. But it's pretty dope. Mm. I can't believe it. So all I'm saying is, maybe, Jose, I'm going to smack you on the side <laughs> of your head and let's see what comes out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. Wow. So that's that's the short story of Derek Amato. And he plays all over the world. Wow. I've, I know. It's pretty I bet incredible. He's being, I, bet I don't he's, know how the mind works He's like really that. careful not to hit his head again because it might go away. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like it'll reset his brain. That could be his downfall. <laughs> yes. I know, I know. I'd be wearing a helmet yeah. all the time. Come on, leave me alone, guys. Yeah. But yet you, you often hear of those stories like that, people waking up from comas and they speak with a completely different accent or, you know, uh, a, bi a different, I've heard yeah, of like bilingual or something or have a different, speak in a different language. And there was, a, there was an English yeah. woman from Manchester right. that woke up with a Jamaican accent. And she, she oh, yeah. yeah, they can't, they can't yeah. stop speaking and, and like she, that. She yeah, was like, so "How weird. do I stop? How do I stop?" And, and then, yeah, it was just insane. How do I so stop, man? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's that's insane. Like, I, I hope, I hope one day I hit yeah, my head and, and play like that. That'd be awesome. <laughs>
That's my dream, to hit my head so hard that I can play, play Beethoven and Mozart. There you go. Oh. It's pretty, yeah, it is pretty amazing. You can skip all the, all the music. Yeah, exactly. One blow. Good luck. Yeah, with oh, my wow. luck, I would be even more of a bumbling idiot than I am already. So. Oh, <laughs> it would backfire on me. That's funny. You, you could only speak in vowels. All right, Elena. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, speaking about knocking a screw loose, <laughs> the next person we're going to talk about um, had one of those. <laughs> she definitely had a screw or... 10 loose in our brain <laughs> and it was actually um somebody that i looked up from aussie 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 how, <laughs> how did you say this aussie Auss aussie crimes like, <laughs> like aussie i'm a huge <laughs> yes aussie <laughs> i'm a huge true crime fan as well oh, so i figured hey i need a i need to do a true crime story excellent so that's what i did um so she's been referred to as two different two different people either the lady leatherface mm -hmm. or um the hannibal lecter the female hannibal lector have oh. you guys ever heard of her by any chance i, have I haven't actually i would say ryan might have no 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 i haven't i haven't you have not i'm, I'm now i'm very intrigued yeah same. okay also awesome. haven't heard of her All but right. she sounds like my kind of lady <laughs> 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 Yeah, she sounds like one of mine, too. No, just <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So this lady's name is Catherine Knight, and she's the Lady Leatherface of Australia. And while she only butchered one person, she shocked the country by being a female. Because you normally see men doing these kind of gruesome and violent murders, right? Um, but she also is one of the the most prolific killer well she's known as a, one of the most prolific killers as committing one of australia's most horrific crimes but before we get into what she did we're gonna go ahead and start in the beginning we're gonna start in the beginning with her childhood according to the article from all that's interesting.com by the way we'll have all the sources linked in the show notes Catherine mary knight was born in october 24th 1955 in Tenterfield Australia does that sound familiar to you guys Tenterfield yeah. I don't even know if I'm saying that no, right that sounds right it's probably the mm -hmm. one thing in Australian okay. that's pronounced how it's said okay good <laughs> all right so her parents were Barbara Ruffin and Ken Knight and they were actually having an affair and they lived in this really small conservative town so apparently it was like a big scandal and the m mom barbara she already had another family with four other children and she met this guy through her husband i guess they worked together or something like that so once the the mom and the dad got together well barbara and ken they got together she left the the family and her four kids because she had four other kids with her first marriage um catherine was apparently sexually assaulted by several family members up until the age of 11. she witnessed her mom being raped several times by her alcoholic father who was also very violent and in school it's reported that catherine was known as a bully so normally, you know, when somebody lives in that kind of 
a household, unfortunately, you know, they can have a really bad outlook in life and become a bully because they don't want to be bullied. She was probably bullied at home, so she's taking it out, taking it out on other people. She apparently never learned to read and write, and at the age of 15, she dropped out of school, and then she started working. Apparently, it was a family business, and they all worked at this um, this butcher shop, a slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yeah. it's a slaughterhouse. No. And that was her dream job. Know. At the age of 16, <laughs> she was already working at the slaughterhouse. And um, I don't know about you, but at the age of 16, <laughs> I was nowhere near having a job. <laughs> <laughs> I was avoiding I a book. I was having <laughs> a job, just not, not at a slaughterhouse. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think I even know how to wipe properly at 16. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Still, that's why you have a bidet now. Yes. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like the least inappropriate place for a 16-year-old to be at, you know? For sure. But apparently she loved her job so much that she hung up her butcher knives above her her bed, like a picture frame. Yeah. Oh my God. So I guess somebody one time asked her, like, how come you hang them up? And she was like, oh, you know, just in case. <laughs> and eventually that just in case did happen. Mm. She's going to so be fine. So she was married. She's going to be fine. <laughs> oh, she's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. Right? Nothing bad. There's nothing strange about that <laughs> at all. all. No red flags at all. At all. <laughs> I've got mine hanging up oh, above no. my TV, so that's fine. It's all good. <laughs> right (laughs) i have mine in my nightstand (laughs) i don't even have a nightstand anymore (laughs) so she met her first husband david kellett who was i and i think i'm pronouncing that wrong kellett kellett i don't know he was also a violent alcoholic and she surprised david because since she was brought up in such a violent household this guy would get in like fist fights and she would join in. So I don't know wow. if like he found this. Tag team. I don't know. I guess he found it. Yeah. yeah. She's like, put me in the game. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess he found that attractive about her. I don't know. But apparently like they were a bunch of drunks. They loved to go out. They loved to drink. And so one night, I guess they were super drunk and she convinced this guy to marry her. And he said yes, as many people do when they're super intoxicated because they make the best Uh decisions, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So they get married, and the mother of Catherine apparently had even told David, like, I don't know why you married this chick. (laughs) She's got a screw (laughs) loose up there somewhere. (laughs) And here in this, I mean, here, at least El Paso or amongst my peeps, we call it Le Falta Una Canica, like she's missing a marble. Yeah. So, um, anyway, on their first night, I don't know if they had already had sex or not, but on their wedding night, they consummated the marriage, and apparently they did it a couple of times or whatever. But she had heard stories. (laughs) Yeah. She had heard stories that apparently (laughs) her parents, or I don't know who, had done it multiple times, like five, six times that same night. But this guy couldn't keep up because he was so intoxicated. So she tried to strangle him because (gasps) he couldn't live up to those five or six times 
on your wedding night. So this guy, you know, he fights her off, whatever. And despite that, they were still married for 10 years. Yeah. We're not the and b- had two kids. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not the brightest men over here in Australia. So I can, <laughs> I can imagine. I, 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 when you said that, I'm like, yeah, he's probably still married. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I was just going to say, you know, choking is like a big yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he thought, oh, maybe he liked it. <laughs> He's a kinky motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he liked it. I don't know. But in those 10 years, I guess he tried to leave her a couple of times. He had um, affairs as mm-hmm. well. And in one of those times that I guess he left um she put her i think it was like a 10 month old baby on the train tracks i don't know if she was trying to get attention or she had postpartum depression or a combination of it all but um i guess somebody saw it took the baby nothing happened luckily Mm. um then she was like violently pushing the baby in a stroller and i don't know but she was put in a mental hospital she was diagnosed with postpartum depression and this the her husband comes back when he got when she got discharged from the hospital he ends up coming back to her as a male usually does no (laughs) just kidding (laughs) (laughs) so then after that uh the the reconciliation didn't last very long and apparently he did leave the the relationship for good And then following that relationship, Catherine managed to date a bunch of other bozos. And apparently, I I don't know about you, but does it seem like these crazy women always have luck with guys? It's like guys are attracted to crazies, right? Yeah. There's there's this thing called the crazy hot scale. And if you've watched how if you've watched how I met your mother, you know exactly. So there's there's an equivalent amount of craziness to the hotness. And that's why us men, that's again, that's why us Australian men are so damn stupid because, <laughs> you know, we live out. And I'm not saying that for myself, but I'm just saying, like, we, the Australian, the average Australian male will live by this purpose. So that can explain probably the reason. Yeah. Well, it was said to be that she was like really great Possibly, in bed. Yeah. So I guess that's what kept the guys yeah. coming back. Mm. I don't know. But they're trying to see if they can be yeah. that one lucky guy. I if they can just want to change her. Crazy I just want to change her. Yeah. Or maybe they're trying yeah. to meet the no. challenge and go five times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that was the switch. Like if someone could do that, yeah. then she would be, she'd be fine. It should be, there's no murders. Right. Just, all she wanted five Nobody times. Nobody tried it. Nobody gave it Exactly. Her, yeah. But after, but after five times though, like, I imagine. There'd be like blood coming out, (laughs) like anemic. (laughs) Oh man! You get a nosebleed. nosebleed. It's all Stranger Things. I was just about to say that, like Eleven from Stranger Things. (laughs) Yes. Start levitating and shit. (laughs) I love it. I love it. 
sorry. Hopefully that was not too crude for your guys. Oh, okay. um, um, no. <laughs> no, that that was tame for us. So we're, we're all good. We're all good. <laughs> That's tame. Awesome. You haven't reached the level of Chris yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> he, he he actually wasn't he actually wasn't busy today. We just told him you're not allowed to come on because <laughs> you will offend everyone. <laughs> I thought I, I, little did you know. He I know. I right thought in. I was bad, but then I was like, yeah, no, possible. Wow. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> yeah. All right. So after she David left, she ended up with another David because oh. apparently the catch she dates like yeah yeah she dates like people with the same name. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Fucking Pokemon. I was gonna say serial yeah, exactly. uh, a murderer, murderer and Pokemon. That's where you find the the real. You know, you play Pokemon Go for long enough. I've wanted to kill a few people when that game first came out, and I just, I just wanted, I just wanted a Bulbasaur, damn it, and I couldn't find one. So I just went off and murdered a bunch of people. So, she, yeah. uh, she, she coincidentally, all their names were David as well. Yeah, she, yeah no. Well, the, the well, the next two are gonna have the same name oh, too, wow. but it's not gonna be David. But we'll get into uh, that right now. Uh-oh. Yeah. So she ends up dating this other guy, David, and he ended up having or keeping his own apartment. He didn't want to move in. So she immediately thought, oh, he's having an affair or he's having a side check, whatever. So she was like, oh, no, this is not going to happen. And they had a, well, I heard various reports, a two-month or 11-month-old mo- 11 dingo. And she figured, you know what, I'm going to show him, I'm going to show him what, who he's dealing with. She slit this poor dingo's throat in front of him. I know. It's terrible. Wow. Wow. Yes. And they conceived a daughter together. Oh. Afterwards? <laughs> that was a like turning right point. right after? <laughs> that was a turning point. Does right? this turn you on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Oh, my. So... After that relationship, she ended up with Bozo number three now. And apparently she tried killing that guy with a pair of scissors. And then while she was with that guy, she was having an affair with the next guy, which is number four. And those two were named John. So at the end, um, it was John with his two kids. And then by this point, she has four. So they were now the Brady Bunch, <laughs> but it was, n- I don't know if you guys are familiar oh, with the Brady yeah, Bunch. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So now it was a Brady Bunch, right? They have the six, but it was not, you know, all too happy and cutesy and all that stuff, right? So she she's having a relationship with this guy. She wants to get married. He does not which was bad because she's the ultimate person she's the one that's going to get back at you no matter what like vengeance is her middle her middle name so they're dating anyway she's upset that that he doesn't want to marry her so what does she do she frames him and she sends a video of what may or may not have been stolen equipment from this guy's job some stories some sources say it was stolen or discarded like it was an old um first aid kit that had already expired out and it was in the trash and he took it home 
other people say that it was not from work at all and um he had he just happened to have a first aid kit at home she took a video of it sent it to his job and mind you he had been at this job for 17 years he got fired for it i don't know why you would think for a 25 dollar first aid expired kit (laughs) he got fired for that jeez i know so he he bounces back he gets another job and he was telling his new co-workers you know what this chick's getting out of hand i'm afraid for my life instead of leaving i don't know why uh, he just says, if I'm ever, if I, if I'm ever missing, just know it was her, right? <laughs> so one fateful <laughs> night, yeah, but, but I'm going to stay here anyway. Yeah. So yeah, the one fateful night. Cozy. <laughs> <laughs> she has too many of my DVDs, <laughs> my VHS tapes. <laughs> no, remember, she was really good in bed, so I guess this is why he kept wow. her. <laughs> so one fateful night, this guy comes back home from work. And he does his nightly ritual. He goes and checks in with the neighbors. And then he goes to bed at 11. Then Catherine comes home. She makes herself dinner. She watches the telly, which I, I don't know if that's what, how you guys call it. <laughs> TV. <laughs> well done. The TV? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I take telly all the time. She so showers. Well. You do say yeah, telly? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> like 30 years ago, yeah. <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> you know what? The article said telly. There you go. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she showers and then she joins this guy, David, upstairs wakes him up and then of course they have sex and then they go back to sleep then um after that i guess i mean the details are a little bit you know nobody is really going to say what happened because apparently Catherine got amnesia after that uh, that event and poor david well he's not alive anymore (laughs) but um she apparently got that butcher knife but it's not above her bed anymore now it's in the nightstand Mm -hmm. because we're not at her house we're at his right now (laughs) Uh, she gets the butcher knife from the nightstand where she apparently keeps them, and she stabs this guy 37 times. Wow. Whoa. But there's evidence that there could be more. They just don't know. They lost count. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they we'll lost just, we'll count. Just ra- but I'll up. tell you right now why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. There's evidence that he woke up during the attack, and he was trying to to fight her off but the blood spatter keeps getting lower and lower so i guess he was just losing juice you know he was losing too much blood he couldn't keep up his yeah he was losing juice he couldn't keep it up i like to think he was evaluating the the hot to crazy scale (laughs) 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 i'm bleeding to death but she's a good she's good in bed but I'm bleeding to death. <laughs> <laughs> she, looks, she, she looks hot from this angle. Right here. After she this, I'm going to stay with her for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then she drags the body down the stairs. She skins him. She hangs up the skin from a hook in the living room, as one does. Yeah. They, they hang up meat hooks in their living room. I don't know. Yeah, I've got a couple That's right, right here. Fine, for sure, yeah. <laughs> it must have it must be an aussie thing there'll be another one if you keep saying aussie (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we're not all this she crazy. She then decapit. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're not all this crazy. <laughs> I, I promise you. <laughs> she then. <laughs> I promise. No, it was just this chick. I know. <laughs> she then decapitates mm. him. Cuts his body up into pieces, mm-hmm. yep. and then she cooks a deli. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Well, she remember she worked at a slaughterhouse, exactly. so she knows how to cut them pieces mm-hmm. up. <laughs> oh wow! She was sharpening that knife. Also, <laughs> like there was there there was a, a knife sharpener. There, is that so not a there sign? is evidence that she's sharpening is the knife. Is that not a sign? You're sitting there having your dinner. And ju- what yeah. are you doing, honey? Oh, just sharpening the knife. Yeah, no worries. Sweet. Do you want to have sex in a minute? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Ah. <laughs> And I was thinking when it was by the nightstand, I'm like, God, and some people just bring over their toothbrush. What happened? Yeah, right. No, no, no. Wow. No, no. She she's uh, sharpening this knife as she's going along, and she made a delicious dinner of potato, pumpkin, beets, zucchini, cabbage, squash. And human remains. Oh, no, I was going to say, and don't forget the gravy, because it was all, gravy was poured all over that shit. (laughs) And then also, uh, you know, you got to wash that gravy down with some Chianti and fava beans. Oh, right. I'm just kidding. (laughs) There's a Silence of the Land reference there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so So did she sell it as David She makes a plate for... (laughs) <laughs> no, she did not. But she does make a plate for herself, and she makes a plate for his oh, kids. Oh. And she even puts little name plates for them, so that when they get home, he they can eat their their pappy's remains. Wow! This is Australia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but there, but there, is, there is one question though that I do need to ask. Any of you done your research? Is she single? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she is still Where incarcerated. <laughs> She's still incarcerated. She is still incarcerated, but I don't know if she's single because she may have. I think she, apparently she's one of those. Um, what are they called? The like the boss bitches in prison. Right. She's okay. one of those. So she probably has several, oh, wow. several relationships. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So after she. Oh, a- and she places a head in a pot of stew. Mm. And then she goes upstairs. She lays down next to the skinned body, <laughs> takes a bunch of pills. I don't know what kind of pills oh. she took. And she passes out. So the next day when this guy doesn't show up for work, the coworkers are like, hey, they said if this guy doesn't show up, <laughs> you know, we know what what yeah. happened to him, right? we got to find this chick. So the cops show up. And they're looking through the little mail slot and they see something hanging, you know, in the living room. Um, And they think it's like a curtain (laughs) or a blanket. Mm. They happen to break in. One of the cops like brushes this blanket like substance aside and notices he has like blood on his arm. It was the freaking skin. It was the flesh. Yeah, that's what it was. And then they find this comatose Catherine, who claims she has no recollection of what happened. It wasn't me. And, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. And then 
they find those two dinner plates. They find the head boiling on the stove. They said that there was like a sweet smell of stew. <laughs> That's and they all mm. sat down for a nice hearty meal. A lot of the... <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fun. A lot of these coppers say that they didn't touch meat or eat meat for months. Because <laughs> they wouldn't. were just disgusted. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. If that doesn't make wow. you go vegan or something, I don't know. Right? What. Yeah. Wow. So basically, she's found guilty. She's given a life sentence without parole. And it was unprecedented at that time because um, at this moment, there had never been any woman who had been given a life sentence without parole. And she continues to serve that life sentence at Silverwater. Co- oh, she's in Silverwater. Oh, that, that's mm. like half an hour from my house. <laughs> no yeah, way. Yeah, Silverwater. That's now you can go oh, visit well. her. <laughs> and just, just for context, I decided to uh, Google her in terms of looking at a picture, you know, for the crazy hot scale. Um, yeah, yes. Let's hear back. Let's does, hear the does report. Does the name Eileen Warnos mean anything to you guys? She is crazy yes. scary. yes. She's, you look at her and she like she's got them eyes. She's got them crazy eyes. Oh <laughs> no! Yes. Oh wow. Oh. And um. Well, I had heard on another podcast that they compared her to like a fourth grade or fifth grade yeah, teacher. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's what I mean. She looked scary like a fourth grade teacher. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> oh. Okay. She's got crazy yeah, I'll eyes. Yeah, teach, I'll teach, <laughs> I'll teach She's here. teaching these fourth oh, graders. Yeah. We, I had some scary <laughs> teachers growing up that would literally look at you with one eye and you'd be like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. There you go. And there's a picture of her yeah. when she's in um, she's in, in jail at the moment. Um, yeah, wow. Crazy. Definitely. What's a one, one to ten? What's, what's the scale? I don't want to say that because is I... Is the crazy yeah, sex worth it? No, definitely not. I mean, from, 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 I mean, I'm, I, she's not, look, let's just say she's not my type. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Okay. She, she, yeah, That's yeah, fair. Yeah. I, I don't want to get cancelled, all right? That's this fair. is like, I, this, I feel like this is, this, we've got a really good rapport and this could boost our podcast and your podcast. And the last thing I want is to ruin all that by saying something that will get us cancelled. I mean, normally on, on our podcast, Smart. I say, I don't care, but this is not our podcast. This is your podcast. So <laughs> I do care. <laughs> so... I'd like to think of it as being our part. Yes, Aww. yes. Oh, yes. Love part. Yeah. Love. Yes. <laughs> but, um, oh well, that's good. I'm gonna have to, because uh, when when I find out about a new true crime case like this, especially from our backyard, I'll, you're probably gonna send me into a deep dark rabbit hole this afternoon. Because I'll just go mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. uh, Steph, yeah. my my wife, she watches. Uh, I don't, you guys probably know. There's like a lot of ladies that do their makeup while they talk about true crime and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bailey Yeah, she, yeah, she watches uh-huh. all night. All night because she has insomnia sometimes. So she will literally stay up and watch mm-hmm. on her tablet on YouTube and then wake me up in the morning and tell me about all these serial killers. And, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. But, yeah, I, I can go to her. I don't think she's heard of Captain Knight. So I'll say, ha-ha, here's one for Did you. you ro- there you go. Well, that Bailey Sarian actually did a, a story too, oh, okay. so she, she should will, check then. it out. Oh, on this girl? <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Cool. We her. actually, I actually yeah, had her. a, um, uh, I don't know if it was a serial killer, but there was a murder near my place. I'd say half an hour from my place. Do you remember the the, the body oh. that was chopped up and put in a bin, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Floated down the river. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like they found a bin floating down the down the river, and they 
pulled it out and there was a dead body inside. Um, but the mistake oh. of the killer was it was their own bin, so they could <laughs> go, oh, okay, oh, this bin came God. from this house. <laughs> Don't you love yeah. those geniuses? Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, wow. That was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's nice to it's nice to hear um, it's nice to hear you know some some other people who are into true crime. You might I'm going to reveal something that I've never ever 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 revealed before, so you might get a kick out of this. Drum roll! Can, drum I, roll! I, I, yes. I see your I see yes. your story, Jamie, and I raise you. I am actually <laughs> technically related to a serial killer. Oh, has, has any, oh, have any no of you guys? Have any of you guys actually heard of, uh, of a serial killer, the Acid Bath Killer? His name was Sid Haig. Oh my gosh! Um, spelt exactly the same as mine, and we have done the ancestry. Oh, sorry, his name was John Haig. Sorry, John Haig. Sid, Sid Haig was a fantastic actor in House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, but yeah, John <laughs> Haig. Um, he used to murder his victims and dissolve their bodies in tubs of acid. I think he, he had a pretty high wow. high you know kill what? count, but he's a distant relative of mine. Yeah. <laughs> wow. When I he was must, researching, his pipes must have been like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, there's always that twitch in my when head. When I was researching, you know? yeah. I, I could snap at any time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was researching, like what to write mm-hmm. about, um, I came upon a website that said like the top ten, and I believe that was one of the top yeah. ten that you're mentioning. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah. why. But I, I had to go with the female. Yeah, well, they, no, of course, of course, I've, and that's one that I've never heard of too. So again, you've literally got my Saturday sorted now. I'm gonna go on YouTube and I'll be <laughs> deep diving into this, and I'll I'll come back to I'll come back to Jamie tomorrow and say I know everything about it. So. But um, yeah, it's, it's nice. crazy, yes. crazy like true crime, and and then I find out from my dad. Oh yeah, you're related to him. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he he. You're gonna do yeah, that I think genealogy he was, test. He was um, my great grandfather's great uncle. So it's a bit of a bit of a oh, split, wow. but yeah, there you go. Yeah, but yep. still in the family. It's in the blood. It's, still it's in, in the, the blood. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is. It's in the Watch blood. Out, yeah. Guys. yeah. So look, if you, if you guys really want me to, I thought you were gonna yeah. say. I thought you were gonna say oh, I'm gonna reveal something that I've never revealed for before. I'm actually a serial killer. Well, look, I was, <laughs> I was just about oh, to say, do you want your numbers to go through the roof? Because I can. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you hear? You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. He'll show us what's really hanging from the meat hooks. Above <laughs> oh, my God. All the meat oh hooks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to start getting all these emails and stuff. Do you really have meat hooks? No, I don't have meat hooks in my house. Yeah. I have no meat hooks. In- I do have a meat freezer, though. Guess what? I, 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 will, I will say nothing else. No, no. It's because... We stockpile in our house. We, we stockpile. I assure you there is only 20% of human flesh in there. That's it. Everything else is ground beef. Oh, okay. I think that's uh, what's allowed by the yeah, exactly. FDA or whatever exactly. you guys have over yeah. there. <laughs> and this was the last time I ever heard from Jamie. <laughs> yeah, right, mate. Hey. He's really reconsidering that friendship. <laughs> yes. Cool. So I'll go ahead and share mine. Mm-hmm. And when Jamie told me that you all were going to be sharing a war story with us, 
I kind of wanted to stick with the theme a little bit. Cool. So today, I'm going to tell you about a soldier named Wojtek that served in the Polish army during World War II. Cool. Now, the following is from a Washington Post article by Mary Lou Tusignant. I probably butchered that. A uh, link to this and all our sources will be in the show notes. No mm. relation to Catherine that you butchered that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were so serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a terrible reader, so I always kind of have to like put myself in the mindset so that, that way uh, it doesn't look like I'm still unhooked on phonics or something. <laughs> um, which, coincidentally, that was something that uh, I think I think one of your. Uh, your guest was talking about recently, no? Yes. Yeah, that was that the like, last podcast yeah. we did, Jeremy? Dan, yeah, Dan with um, Dan, yeah. Daniel Lehman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. And unfortunately, this uh, episode, well, this story is not going to be as inspirational and uplifting as Elena, sadly, but <laughs> I'll try my best. Well, you know how you can change that? Put some nice motivational <laughs> music behind it. Yeah, exactly. Anything can be... <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just about... <laughs> I went to check yeah. the mailbox. You can have that one inspirational quote at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll see if I can change the last act of the story and turn yeah. Wojtek into a serial killer or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. We're starting rumors now. <laughs> nice. All right. So Wojtek served with the 22nd Artillery Com- Supply Company of the Polish II Corps during World War II. But contrary to what you might assume... Wojtek wasn't Polish when he began serving in the military. He was actually an orphan from Iran mm. that just began following the soldiers and traveled with them for two years while the troops were in the Middle East. Within no time, he settled in and became very comfortable with the soldiers, sleeping and eating with them, bathing with them, wrestling and playing pranks on each other, and joining in on their soccer matches. Oh, wow. So he even started helping them carry ammunition crates on the battlefield. But with the good, also came the bad. And soon some of the bad habits from the other soldiers started rubbing off on young Wojtek. And before long, he was smoking and guzzling beers with the rest of them and started off each morning with a hot cup of coffee. Sounds like he's fitting right in, right? (laughs) I thought you were going to say a hot cup of beer. (laughs) No. Well, I mean, they were in the Middle East, so I'm sure all their beer was kind of (laughs) hot. Yummer. In 1944, when the Polish troops were preparing to board ships in Egypt to head to Italy to continue the fight, young Wojtek wasn't allowed to board the ship, primarily for two reasons. The first was that Wojtek wasn't a soldier. The second was that Wojtek wasn't a person. Wojtek was a bear. I knew it was the story. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's that's some M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end there. Wow. (laughs) A bear? Yeah. I always like to do little twists in the stories. So having raised Wojtek from a cub, the the men were not about to abandon the bear in Egypt. So he was officially enlisted into the army as Private Wojtek. Nice. (laughs) And I know what you're thinking. How the hell did we get to this part of the story, right? Excellent question, guys. Clearly he was trained by emus, you know? 
Yeah. Exactly. We weren't thinking that at all. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, when do the emus come in? Sadly, there are no emus in the story. Oh, man. Wojtek's story is actually really, it's really good, actually. Mm. It's surprisingly good. And it sounds like you're familiar with Arela. Yes, I am. That's because we tend to read the same articles, I think. (laughs) Okay, so many of the men in the Polish two corps had been prisoners in Russian labor camps after Poland had in, after Poland was invaded by Nazi Germany in 1939. When the Russians joined the Allies in 1941, the prisoners were freed and headed south to form a new Polish army. Some of these men wound up in the Middle East, which is where Wojtek enters a picture. Most of the men had no idea what had become of their families and homes in Poland, so the, to the man, Wojtek was their family, having raised him as a cub. And according to a BBC article by Barton Vennard, Wojtek was still, Wojtek was like a small child or a small dog when they first adopted him and was given milk from a bottle, just like a baby. He saw the soldiers like his parents and trusted in them, and he was very friendly. The bear also kept the troops' morale up, and though he was described as being very quiet, he enjoyed play fighting and boxing with the colleagues and felt like a member of the military family. <laughs> During the Battle of Monte Cassino in Italy, he was taking crates of ammunition to the soldiers on the front line and carrying empty shells back. When the other soldiers saw it, it inspired them and helped them turn the tide on the battle, and the company emblem became a picture of Wojtek carrying a shell and when they had said shell I was wondering what the hell they meant by that I was like was he carrying bullet shells <laughs> or you know w- what do they mean by that but um, if you look at the emblem it looks just like a missile like what they would put in wow. missile launchers or drop off of planes Wojtek eventually learned how to salute the soldiers and would join the men in their soccer matches <laughs> What? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I tried to. S- yeah, I, when I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> so I tried searching to see what position he played, but I was unable to locate that right. information. I'm assuming it's goalie. So <laughs> yeah. that was my guess, too, Jamie. Yeah. Great, great minds think alike. He would make an excellent goalie for sure. That, that's what I thought. I said, my guess is he's probably a goalie. I can't really see him being a striker, <laughs> but I can see him being like a four, <laughs> five, maybe a six, yeah. which um, he might have been a, center if, backs. If he was a striker, it's just the wrong kind of striker because he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's clawing at oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. They, went, they went through a lot of referees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of balls, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, exactly. Pop. I can imagine him being like Neymar yeah. doing the simulations <laughs> yeah. where he drops in the ground. And <laughs> no. Though it was commonly reported at the time that Wojtek smoked cigarettes and drank beer with the soldiers, only the beer drinking part was true. One of the soldiers that was enlisted with Wojtek, his name was Wojciech Narabiski, stated that Wojtek took a liking to beer and for him, a bottle was nothing. He was six feet or two meters tall and weighed 440 pounds or 200 kilograms. Um, He would often ask his colleagues for cigarettes, 
but he wouldn't smoke them. He would actually eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Now, there's a little bit of Wojtek being a prankster. When new recruits would join, Wojtek would sometimes pick up the new soldiers upside down by their boots, making them think that he was going to eat them. But, you know, again, Wojtek was very gentle. He never hurt anybody. Wow. Now... He was just a big old teddy bear. He was, actually. He was very gentle. <laughs> Smoking, oh. drinking teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. And then a uh, drug smuggler dropped some cocaine from the sky. Yeah, and I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you read my mind, Jamie. You read the my super mind. villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, one thing you didn't mention, Jamie, when you were talking about the emus, was about the emus' salary. Were the emus uh, getting <laughs> any type of payroll, or were they on any type of salary? I think they had free. Uh, the free food was was enough to. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Wojtek, being officially a Polish soldier, was on the payroll. Oh wow! But much <laughs> like the emus, he didn't receive money. <laughs> he received double the food rations because of his large size. <laughs> And I'm sure he's probably happy with that too. I thought double you were going to say alcohol. double the cigarettes. I was going to say <laughs> double the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow! That was their food. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure uh, Wojtek never complained about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, again, Nerevsky also stated that he was never a danger to humans and was very peaceful, but he very much disliked a monkey and another bear that the troops had adopted. So apparently he didn't do good with other animals. <laughs> what kind of circus show are they running here? <laughs> right? Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Where's the emu? <laughs> yeah, there's... Oh, wow. Well, I don't think that they, uh, the emus exist in the Middle East. It might be a little bit too oh, hot for okay. them over there. Which also, I didn't think that bears would exist there either. Yeah. So, who knows? Apparently they have yeah. two <laughs> and a monkey. Yeah. And the monkey. Oh, my yeah. Uh, Wojtek also loved riding in vehicles, and once, while they were driving along the Italian sea coast, Wojtek jumped out of the vehicle and headed for the water. <laughs> Narevsky stated that there were a bunch of Italian girls bathing at the beach, <laughs> so of course, seeing a giant bear running for the water freaked them out. <laughs> yeah. um, they had to calm the girls down and try to explain to them that they didn't need to be afraid, this bear was good. <laughs> and after a short swim... Wojtek just shake the water off and jumped back into the vehicle. <laughs> he was ready to go. And then, and then ate one. Of, oh, no, just kidding. That's when. That's wow. when he becomes a true crime right there. <laughs> yeah, this is where I'll, I'll throw in that twist to make it as uh, inspirational and uplifting as your story. <laughs> what kind of car does a bear fit in? <laughs> I wanted. Oh, has to be yeah. something convertible. Yeah, I, like a Jeep right. or so something. You could jump out. A Jeep, one of those. With, That's exactly yeah. what right. I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, wow. The topless Jeep, yeah. Wow. After the <laughs> bottle of Monte Cassino, the one where he was carrying the crates of ammunition mm-hmm. and shells, Wojtek was promoted to corporal, outranking his caretakers. <laughs> And that's yeah. when his caretaker <laughs> took matters into his own hands. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it became true crime. Yep. <laughs> you cannot outrank me. 
Can you, you imagine that? Off my <laughs> Can you imagine that conversation? Are you kidding me? The face is just Pointing at a map. Like drinking and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would not be a great conversation to have when you get home. <laughs> so, so honey, did you get that promotion you were going for? No, that damn bear ended up beating me out of that promotion. <laughs> oh man! When World War, when World War Two ended a year later, he went with some soldiers to Scotland to live on a farm and help the men with chores, and was paid with honey and jam. Apparently he had that. He and he had said, "Fuck this honey and jam. I want smoke on <laughs> cigarettes." <laughs> exactly. Where's my whiskey? <laughs> yeah, he really wasn't that type of bear, I don't think. Because um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> while he was there in Scotland, he often found himself attending dances and children's parties, and wow. often appeared Aww. on children's TV shows. It's like Cute. reverse Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> so lovable. Well, you, you might not, you know, but my, my fellow Scotsmen, they do like a drink. So they might have just thought he was a really hairy man and just given him a job, you know. Not a man. Well, oh, look at that hairy man over there. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> he does a good job. Yeah. He deserves another. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean... Or maybe they wait until he got home from his performances, I guess, <laughs> at children's parties. <laughs> um, his final home was at the Edinburgh Zoo in Scotland, where his former army mates would go visit him. He died in 1963 at the age of 21. The British national broadcaster described him as a famous Polish soldier. A Wojtek story has been told on film and children's books. Oh. And there are seven statues of him in Poland and Britain. And he has memorials in the National War Museums of Britain and Canada. Um, Narepski said of Wojtek, quote, It was very pleasant for me to think about him. I felt like he was my older brother. The I'm end. curious to, to know what the... Uh, <laughs> the, <ch> the <laughs> end. I'm curious to know what the children's book... <laughs> talk about like when they're talking about like oh he was this drinking and smoking or not smoking I guess but he ate all the they probably skipped over that part yeah and they probably left oh, out any sure. murderous rampages he <laughs> might have gone on which is probably why we don't know about those the one the one at the beach yeah it's all yeah. the women that ran away <laughs> they're probably replaced with other animals <laughs> yeah he's just having fun Oh wow. That was very interesting. Yeah. I had heard I've had heard of that once before, but I had not I didn't know all the details. Yeah. Didn't did not did not know other, anything other than the headline. Yeah. I think I have a reputation on our podcast for um always covering very dark topics. Mm. So I said, Well, for once I'm not gonna cover something that's dark and disturbing. Well I have noticed you guys get getting more thing. horror based and more, you know, creepy based lately. Um, yeah. Ryan's like, I'm, yeah. I'm, Sorry. I'm a ma ma <laughs> I, horror. Horror is my jam. I'm yet to find a movie that or TV show that can scare me, but um, yeah, I've I, I've been enjoying that as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, that that's something that that I know I love. I know Elena's a big fan of that type of stuff also. So, um, 
and, and Isela also Isela uh, sometimes will surprise me by how morbid some of the stories are <laughs> that she presents. I I think I still have like the grossest one for sure, but that was you know it was October. But usually I I will do more like the fluffy do good hey you know stories. But that's what we like about our podcast is that we're not confined to anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, we're the same. Yeah, we all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're f- we yeah, find we'll we operate better whatever. if we don't have a topic. You know, we'll just say okay. <laughs> We'll talk about a few things that came out, you know, in that week. And mm-hmm. we generally have a conversation about it, you know. It's just a couple of mates having a conversation. And that's mm-hmm. what it feels like with you guys. You know, just a couple of friends having a yeah. conversation that's not scripted. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, those yeah. are the better podcasts anyway. You know, I'd much rather mm-hmm. listen to podcasts. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, and they're always entertaining. 100% because it yeah. feels like it's real people. Yeah. You know, not just reading yeah. off a... Yeah, like, right. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and... I always try and find the one where it's more than just, you know, reading scripts. It's more about, in like, I like mm-hmm. where there's a group right. of people having a chat about it rather than just one person reading yeah. it down. So, yeah, it works well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, thank Very you. Cool. Yeah, we, we do definitely yeah. have sc- scripts, but, um, yeah, we, we go off of them a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's just a guideline. Just going <laughs> tangents, usually. Yeah. 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 Right, exactly. Yeah. Before we, we go, gentlemen, uh, Jamie... Um, if you wanted to tell us a little bit more about your book, let us know where we could purchase that and um, any final thoughts you wanted to share with us. Yeah, cool. Um, well, my book is called Letters from the Emuarities on Amazon, um, but I, I have a few people that have said it's hard to get overseas, so you might have to get an ebook until we sort out um, overshipping because I think shipping overseas is pretty expensive at the moment. <laughs> Um, just with everything, yeah. but it, it is a book written from the perspective of the uh, of those that won the war. So it's all imagining emus writing letters to their loved ones, and um, oh my god, that's so good. So there, the, yeah, there <laughs> is a is whole great. terminology like they call the enemy short necks, um, you know, for you know, oh, wow. <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know, so it's got that that camaraderie. Um, it is uh, the publisher I went with they. Uh, tweaked it a little bit, so it's it's a kids' book. So it's I think they said eight to ten, eight to twelve year olds. But I've written it in such mm. a way that it's it's almost like a Pixar movie. So there's plenty of stuff in there that the adults will get a good chuckle at, and the kids will be like, "What?" <laughs> you okay, know, like cool. like it, it really yeah. is a, a book for yeah. for everyone. But it's filled with articles, art. I actually made my own newspaper called the Daily Mob because a group of emus are called a mob, um, and so it's. They've got their, oh they've God, got their own cool. newspaper and like, it's 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 very funny. Um, had a lot of fun oh, fun doing it, but it, it basically just tells you the series of events that happened through the eyes of an emu. Um, and yeah, it's been doing really well. Uh, just had my book launch the other week, and uh, that uh, made a fair fair bit of moala. Uh, I think I think you guys call it, you know. So um, Good for you. Yeah, but you can get it on Amazon. Congratulations. You can, thank you. And you can check... i got a website, jabryden.com. Uh, um, again, um, jabryden on Instagram. And you can find stories that you and the fictional on, um, you know, all the podcast podcast platforms, but um, also stories underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah. But, um, Ryan, do you want to say any words? Um, look, I think you've said it all. I don't. I don't have anything to plug. I'm not a distinguished author like Jamie. Um, 
But um, no, I just want to say a big thanks to you guys for having us on mm-hmm. here. It's, it's actually been really, really fun. Um, I do get very shy, and I've found that I was able to open up quite, quite quickly to you guys. Uh, and that's a sign of a good conversation and a good time. So I just want to say thanks mm-hmm. for taking the time to have us on, and, and it's been an absolutely fantastic chat. So I really appreciate mm-hmm. it, and, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Thank you guys for your time as well. Not a bit. I Thank mean, it's, it's still morning call. time here. I'm just, I'm confined to a chair anyway. So <laughs> it's either you, all you're doing is taking me away from the new Star Wars Force Awake uh, Survivor game that I borrowed <laughs> off Jamie. So don't, it, it, this has been much more entertaining. So I appreciate that. <laughs> good, good. But yeah, thank you very much. No, for it's been a total pleasure. It's been a total pleasure. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can do this again definitely. soon. Uh, definitely had a lot of fun. My mouth hurts from <laughs> yeah. laughing because I don't think I've laughed yeah, right this here. hard yes. in a very long time. That, yeah. that, that's what we're all about. Yeah. We just want people to have fun. Like we're not in it for the money. We're not in it for, you know, I don't care if a hundred people or one person listens to it. I just want to make people laugh because the world mm-hmm. is, it's a very dark place. Yeah. And, and I'm, as if you get to know me, I'm a really positive person. So I want people to laugh. I want people to have fun. And with the, the interviews we do with authors, it's all about just getting more eyes on their books. You know, I want, I want nothing. I'm a massive reader, have been all my life, and I want people to get, to be successful, you know? And, and I'm very black and white. Mm-hmm. If I don't like something, I'm not going to praise it. And I don't think I've had a book yep. from an author. I, mean, I think we've done about 50 authors, Jamie, I think. Um, no, and it's 30, I, 30 I, odd, I think. Yeah, and, and I've, I have literally bought all of their books and read them. And, you know, like it's, we've, we, changed, we should change the name of the podcast to Selling Books to Ryan because that's how, that's literally what happened. <laughs> they talk about the book and then, and then I'm on my phone and I'm like, well, what are you doing? I'm buying your buddy book. Um, you know, because we, that's what we want to do. So, mm. and that's why I think we come across um, as, you know, we have a bit of a laugh, but, you know, we, we just want the best for everyone and we want to make people laugh and smile mm. and take you away from the real world, take you away from the real world for a little while, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's what life's yeah, yeah. about. And, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and even sure. exposing amazing stories like <laughs> Emu yeah. War, like, that's amazing. And I'm definitely, I would definitely want to buy the book even just for my daughter because next year she's going to take how great would this be for her to like tell her yeah she could totally make a whole book report on it or something there you go get get more eyes on the emu war and especially with the movie coming out in in a year or two everyone's going to be talking about it and jamie's book sales are going to go through the roof (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah he's like speaking into existence Yeah, well, maybe when the movie comes out, we can have you guys yeah. again. Come on, and you know, yeah. after, maybe uh, maybe we can review the movie together. Yes, well, yes, those, let's those do that. Shows have been very popular Dude, for us. I'm down. I'm oh, so yeah, down. that would be fun. You got you guys oh, did yeah. uh, Velocipasta, yeah, didn't yeah. you? You did one on Velocipasta. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you did. <laughs> you 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 made it further than we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't I finish like, it. Yeah. I know. We, we, oh, it man. So Seriously, bad. like yeah. the whole, the, I, all I remember from that movie is the fact when, <laughs> in the very early, when he walked out of the church 
and the parents' cars explode, and all it says is car explosion. And there wasn't actually an explosion. <laughs> and then the paper mache rap ball was just a fantastic. Oh, and Nick. And throw in oh, a couple so of ninjas great. too. Why not? You know? Like, wow. Yeah. Right. And, I know. Oh, All that, the blood. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it's so, weird. so bad it was good. Um, I want a sequel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So, well, you're in luck. They said there was oh, one, right? Because they are making yeah, a sequel. There is one. Yeah. Excellent. Oh my lord, help Excellent. us! Excellent. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait. So It'll probably funny. have Arnold Schwarzenegger or something in it this time. So there you go. <laughs> Get a studio back. We can only it. hope. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh wow. Yeah. No, we'll definitely get back together and yep. we'll talk about the movie when it comes Sweet. out. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, on that high note, we hope that you enjoyed the show and you join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show. Leave us a review, tell a friend, and subscribe wherever fine podcasts are sold. <laughs> Follow us on the socials at GreetingsTAC, email us at GreetingsTAC at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 915-317-6669. If you have a story to share with us about emails. <laughs> About the time you got drunk with a bear. <laughs> About the time you chopped up David. <laughs> <laughs> or John. Yeah. And ate head stew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, those are not the type of stories you want. Skip, skip. Erase, erase. Awesome. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you.